Welcome to Muppets Dropping Mitts. I'm Hogthrob. I'm Strange Pork. We're just a couple of Muppets who don't know anything, drinking drinks. And talking sharks hockey. Hogthrob, what you drinking? I've got a margarita. What are you drinking, Strange Pork? Wow, what a coincidence. I'm also drinking a margarita. I made them. <laughs> Summertime, and the limes are in squeezy. season. Squeezy. Oh, squeezy. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, so what's new? What's cracking? <laughs> Funny you should ask. It's Tuesday before the expansion draft. It is. And a and, lot happened uh, over the weekend. Oh my god. Yeah. So, oh, we didn't even really, yeah, talk about this in our, our pregame show. But, like, the Sharks got a goalie. The Sharks I know. got Aiden Hill. Yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, I wasn't sure... Aiden Hill's a big deal. He's six foot six. <laughs> I wasn't sure what they were going to... They've been kind of pussyfooting around the goalie thing for a while now. Yeah. And, you know, when they got Aaron Dell or, you know, even... Um, is it... I'm gonna Dubnik? No. Well, yes, Dubnik. But even... Um, it's oh. not Knizhov. It's... Um, Kornar. Kornar. Kozhenash, yeah. Um, all of them just felt really lackluster. But Aiden Hill, I'm kind of excited about. Yeah. Why Why are you excited about him, Strange Pork? Well, I mean, when I first got the news, I was like, who's this guy? Gotta look him up. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a 9.13 save percentage, or 0. .913. He, he, <laughs> 9.1! <laughs> wow! Yeah. <laughs> he saved more than 900%. <laughs> 0. .913 save percentage, which honestly is just the best. I mean, that sounds amazing because you have been abused by Martin Jones. <laughs> Show me on the net where Martin Jones let the puck in for you. <laughs> right. Oh, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so I've got great news. Aiden Hill is six foot six. He's enormous. Yeah, and he will take up a lot of that space. He's yeah. gonna fill that Martin Jones shaped hole. I mean, Martin Jones is also like a large human, not that large, but no, he's... he's not six foot six. So no, he's but... worthless. Oh wow, wow. And, um... Are you dropping mitts here? Have uh, we dropped the mitts early? I don't know. I don't know that we've really dropped the mitts on Martin Jones because it's just been so crappy. I, think I can't remember. Might we have. should have dropped the mitts on him, like, his first bad season, I guess. But, like, it's been three. This is season number three yeah. of, like, sub-900 pathetic numbers. Mm-hmm. So You just had dropping mitts energy going on. I kind of did. So I, I'm, um... I'm wiggling. I'm wiggling the mitts. But so <laughs> just spirit fingers in mitts. Yeah, oh, that sounds difficult. It sounds gay. <laughs> like hockey. Hell yeah, keep it gay, make it more gay. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Aiden Hill puts up a nine nine thirteen save percentage on a not great Coyotes team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's huge. Exciting prospect because he's twenty five. Like he just turned twenty five. Mm-hmm. He's pretty young. Um, and he's gonna be on some sort of cheap deal. He was making like 800000 or something last year, so what? he's not gonna be super expensive. In context, like just for the market, like Chris is like the big fancy goalie that everyone wants. Like, oh my god. But all of the rumor mill stuff is Seattle's taking him, and mm-hmm. they're locking him up. They have a deal already. Like, that's set. So... Dreger's off the board. There's Kakinen, who's a really good young goalie out of mm-hmm. Minnesota. I am baffled that he's unprotected. I can't fucking believe it. Um, he's He was going to, like, win the Calder. But maybe the price to get it, like, the thing we don't know 
is the price to get Kakanen in a trade, either through Seattle or through Minnesota directly, was going to be way too high. And so trading a second-round pick in next year's draft and Kozhenash, who's, you know... Someone tweeted out, the Sharks' best goalie just got traded. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, Kozhenash is just a spare part goalie. He's he's really not... I I didn't really like the look of him. He was an improvement over Jones, but whatever. So, a second and Kozhenash for Aiden Hill, who the Sharks... Like, Doug Wilson said that Aiden Hill had the highest or had a very high rate of, like, high-danger scoring chances, like, saving those shots, because he knows his team is giving up a ton of those. Right. So this was their goal. <laughs> this was, like, someone on their board they really wanted. Um, and so I'm excited about that, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's good. Do you have any issues with the price they paid of a second-round pick and Kozhenash? Not really. Um, I mean, I, I didn't have a gut reaction to it. Maybe if I sat down and thought about it more I'd care more but I think goaltending is very important for the Sharks and so you know it's not their first Mm -hmm. um they still have that if if it were their first it would be Larson I would be pissed right but you know it's like honestly for a good goalie prospect and not another Dubnik or something like that like I'm fine with it because they need to make that change however they're gonna make it happen yeah so on on the counter argument side of that if Aiden Hill isn't good mm-hmm. this next... Because like, he's going to get signed to a reasonable deal, probably like three years, maybe two million per tops or something. Right. Um, if he's bad, how bad for how long before this was a terrible idea? <laughs> um, like, how long do you give him? Yeah, if in the second year he's still not performing, mm-hmm. then that's like a downhill thing. And I guess... He needs, I mean, the Sharks need him to perform this year. Yeah. If they're going to, I don't know. I don't but know if, what the fucking plan is But if we can make here. the argument that just having a goaltender is not going to save the team, that they need to do other changes for the team, say they don't. Say it's the same old Sharks team, but they've got a better goalie now. Mm-hmm. We can't put all of that on Eden Hill. You know, like, there, there's a lot of other problems going on with the Sharks roster. Yeah. Yeah. But if by the second year things are still not gelling, then I feel like it's like, oh, okay, maybe this guy wasn't what we were all hyping for but because i mean okay so jones he was 26 when the Sharks signed him yeah and i think he had two really good seasons his first season was amazing with the sharks yeah second season was still very good they went to the playoffs Mm -hmm. and then i feel like by the third year was when things started to get really shaky and it's just been downhill yep which is too bad because once again it's like signing Down a Aiden's young. Hill? That sounds <laughs> sounds weird. really sexual. um so I guess there's just a level of like I was super stoked when they signed Jones because he was phenomenal. Yeah. And he was young and yeah. X, Y, and Z thing, thing, thing. So I, I might just be getting in the same kind of delusion here. Mm. But um yeah, so I guess even if I guess if we give him like, if we give him the same standards as Jones by third year, then it's a bad deal. Yeah. That's fair. I think a second round pick for the Sharks, doesn't matter. Sharks suck at drafting in higher rounds. Yeah. They're really bad at it. They're really good in, like, the fifth and sixth and seventh round. Holy shit, they find good players. Yeah. And they develop them. Or maybe they don't. I don't know. They they manage to draft really successfully in later rounds. Seconds and thirds, Sharks aren't great with. 
They're really not. They don't have a Braden Point who's like a steal of a third round pick or mm-hmm. second round pick. Like they don't have those types of players. Dylan Gambrell is a second round pick. Right. That's kind of the best they do. Mm-hmm. So am I upset if the Sharks trade a Dylan Gambrell for Aiden Hill? No. It, but we'll see how Aiden Hill turns out. Um, and he'll have some time to do that. And you make a very good point, Strange Morgan, saying that if it's the same Terabad Sharks team and Aiden Hill has a bad save percentage, then, you know, I mean, it's not entirely on him. If the team improves in front of him mm-hmm. and he's also better, then that there's there's an interesting case there. Or if he's yeah. just steady or mm-hmm. league average in in net behind this terrible sharks team then that tells you he's good you know like if he if he puts up a 905 save percentage for the sharks next season i'll be perfectly happy with him right totally okay totally fine with it i know that goalie coaches or goalie twitter scouts aren't like super hyped on large goalies because they're not as athletic and whatever but personally with i think with how the Sharks were successful with scoring, um, with deflections and how the NHL trends towards, like, just traffic in right. front of the net. Um, I I don't know. I think I think big goalies make a lot of sense. Um, and it's dumb logic, but also it is not humanly possible to react to a redirecting puck fast enough. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get a lot of clear shots. So as long as you can handle the clear shots in an average way... But then otherwise, you're good positionally. Right. And you're massive, you're going to be good at the NHL level. Yeah, because I feel like that was the other thing that Jones really had going for him, is that he was positionally aware. He was always in the right place at the right that time. That was like, good, Jones. That, yeah. was, that was what his selling point was, was mm-hmm. that he just made phenomenal saves because he could get in the right place at the right time. And I, I feel like it was... Like, he was almost overly technical, right? Yeah. Like, he was just yeah. such a technical goalie. Yeah. That's not how most players played, but it was really effective. And, yeah, we haven't seen that Jones for a while. So, one last piece on this trade is Aiden Hill was, I mean, it was speculated that he was going to be the goalie who was protected in Arizona. Right. And they were trying to move Kemper. So, it's a bit of a heist that, they, that the Sharks were able to get this guy. Mm-hmm. And I think they were competing with Seattle because I think the Kraken were trying to cut a deal and, you know, whatever that was, the Sharks had to outbid it. Right. So that's part of why they gave up that second. second. And I think a second round pick in next year's draft is being overly inflated because next year's draft is supposed to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like Shane, yeah, you yourself Shane have said Wright, that. Or, right, yeah. So there's all this, like, depth to the draft, right? But I think the Sharks could Aiden Hill's an interesting hedge like it could mean they're going to be bad next year and try and get a high draft pick Mm -hmm. and I care way more if they win the draft lottery than I give a fuck about a high second round pick Mm -hmm. and if they're bad next year they might sell they might trade it would be brutal but they might trade like Hurdle or Burns um or somebody just trade players and and recoup a second if they really target that position. But Aiden Hill left Arizona because he was the third string behind Darcy Kemper in, uh, was it Kiwi Ranta? So 
he didn't have a chance to play to like take over the net basically to be right. the starter so that's why the sharks brought him in does this mean martin jones is going to get bought out after the expansion draft or does this mean martin jones is going to be the backup for him i don't see why you want to just make him a backup right why buy him out pay for six years mm-hmm. instead of one more year and then you have four and then bring in a overpaid backup goalie yeah or is melnichuk gonna back the sharks have no fucking goalies like they have melnichuk (laughs) um magnus krona jones and aiden hill Mm -hmm. that's it as far as i know i mean i guess there's like that's anti-ranta zachary anti-ranta sorry kiwi ranta is someone else (laughs) (laughs) um i got your back cockthrob thanks um yeah i don't see why you'd pay him out pay all that money and then not so you have three million of dead like, cap, he's and still a, you pay three million for a backup fucking goalie. I think he's still competent as a backup goalie. I think that having him play occasionally versus all the time, we saw some increase when um, when Dell was playing more, um, not last year but the year before. We saw an increase in Jones's um, performance. He had a stretch this season that he was good. Yeah, and I think you just let him get to those stretches. Mm-hmm. I think there could be a long-term rehabilitation plan of Jones, just not in San Jose. I don't think it's the right area for him. Yeah. Um, But, like, I still don't think it makes sense to buy him out this season because also I don't think the Sharks should bother trying to compete and go to the playoffs and get bounced by Vegas or Colorado. Like, Mm -hmm. best-case scenario for this team, they get real lucky and get to the second round and then get crushed yeah, because it, it's sad, but any t- team that I think of them going up against, I just don't know that they could beat them. Yeah. Not with how the team is now. Yeah. I, Especially I, if it's Vegas or Colorado. Or even Edmonton. What yeah. if they What if they have to play against Edmonton and defend against McJesus and Dreisaitl? Mm-hmm. There's no way. There's no way. Because they also can't score. Yeah. <laughs> like... Eric Carlson's half-assed defense moves won't last two seconds against Connor McDavid. And and I just don't... I don't see them having a chance. So, Aiden Hill could grow with the team if they're bad mm-hmm. and put up a decent save percentage. <laughs> or he could grow with the team if they're good and like right. lead them and bolster the whole team. So, it's a perfect hedge as far as a trade goes. And I'm, I'm super happy with that. Yeah, I, I agree entirely. I think that it's a good direction for them to go in. And, yeah, whether or not they're trying to compete next year or if they decide to rebuild having this young goalie is yeah. a good thing to have. Give give Hill the net. He, he said that he he uh, looked up to Martin Jones growing up as a kid with, with goaltending stuff because Jones is, like, really good in he the was. NHL. He was, yeah. In, in, in juniors, too. Um, so... That's kind of cool. So keep them around. That's the tandem. Jones is the backup. He's an overpaid backup, but it's not like Sergei Bobrovsky, who makes $10 million a year to do nothing. Right. So better than that. And then buy him out next season. Um, Just makes so much more sense. So, um, yeah, protected lists. Big fucking names. Mm -hmm. Cracking time is going to happen. Are there any... I'm not doing... We're not doing a mock expansion draft i'm i'm honestly kind of tired of hearing everyone's like who they're gonna pick to like put on the kraken but um 
Are there any notable names that you think are interesting players for the Sharks? Because like mm, last for the Sharks. Yeah, like last season, <clears throat> the whole thing was that last last season, last expansion draft for Vegas was that any of these unprotected players, you could make a deal for them through Seattle. Seattle could pick them and then flip them to your team. For right, though a I press. did, I did see. You know, they are required to pick a certain number of each type yeah. of player, and then there's basically four open slots outside of that. So you could, I mean, you can trade for that fourth spot if you want, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the big names of, like, Landeskog, Price, Ovechkin, <clears throat> Tarasenko. Right. Like, holy crap. But one thing, so when we first looked at all these lists, and we're going through this on, what was it, Sunday? Yeah. Um... The thing that we were looking at is like, well, are they a free agent? Yeah. Right? And that's because a big that one. changes things. It does. Which I hadn't really considered before. But yeah, if they're going into free agency. So basically, this, just to make sure I understand this entirely. Yeah, yeah. So, whatever the Kraken pick, they're essentially taking up that current contract that mm-hmm. they have with that team, right? Yep. So, if they pick someone who's in free agency, mm-hmm. then, or will About be in, be, yeah, yeah, so they'll finish their contract and then go into free agency and they can leave. They could. Yeah, so, that player could be like, you know what, Seattle? Fuck you, I'm out. They, right. they could. So it's just the rest of their contract for this year, essentially, or if they have a couple years lined up or whatever. Yeah. So it, if but they're... if they're going to go into free agency at the end of this season, uh-huh. then that's what they're picking up. And that's They're picking up the rights to negotiate with that player. Mm-hmm. But in free agency, if they're an unrestricted free agent, that player, it, both parties have to agree. You know, it's you're, you're like a private contractor hockey player. Right. <laughs> so... Um, you have to want to make a deal with that team that has your rights. They're, the only option that the Kraken are getting is the first exclusive negotiation rights with those players. Right. But like they could pick Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. Ovechkin is not leaving the Capitals. That's what everything says. That's what Ovechkin has said. He's like, I want to end my career as right. as a Washington Capital. Like that it. They could take him, and then they've just wasted that pick. Right. And then Seattle has time. They do have to pick a minimum amount and everything. But they could pick and flip, and they have... I, I don't remember when the deadline is, but they could sign a bunch of free agents to fill in gaps for players they trade. Mm-hmm. So they could, like, sign 20 forwards <laughs> or whatever. They could have, like, a bunch of forwards and then trade them after the expansion draft. And or not the expansion draft, the you know, the draft of the babies, and then <laughs> um, uh, and then anytime during the off season, then sign other free agents to fill up the roster. Right. So they don't have to be roster compliant. So that's something as we're talking about this is like, oh, there's some big names on the unprotected list, but some of them are going into free agency, so they're not really available. Uh-huh. It's kind of this weird, tricky thing. And that's that's part of. <laughs> Like some teams... That's like a loophole in a way. You can mm-hmm. not protect them knowing that you'll probably get them back. Yeah. Some teams, um, like the Sharks, have absolute garbage that is exposed. I mean, really, like, these are not exciting. It's probably yeah. the biggest names are going to be Donato, Gambrell, mm-hmm. Nieto, and Shimmick. 
question mark like they've done really well at not giving them anything so much so that kevin kurz tweeted yeah seattle might just pass on (laughs) all the sharks players yeah i'd say gambrell is probably one of the better ones i mean there is nieto's got a good nhl history there is the novelty and potentially leadership of if they chose patrick marlowe oh yeah yeah I, I would be okay with it, because I actually don't want him back on the Sharks next season. I don't necessarily either, and I think even though he begged to come back, as we're always talking about, yeah. um, I think he's said he's willing to leave the Sharks again, or, you know, like, there's some rumor mill about he might not come back to the Sharks next year. Fine. I can't feel um, anything anymore. Right. It's like <laughs> it's like an abusive relationship. You've just got to yeah. stop, stop having any expectations. For such a, like, steady, humble probably wonderful man that Patrick Marlowe is. Like, I'm so over this. I really am. But I don't think the Kraken will take him, but there's a chance just to have a player of that caliber and, like, his experience and, you know, if you do end up with a bunch of young players or whatever, like, there's something maybe there to, like, we should just get Patrick Marlowe and have him be on this team. And maybe they'll do a... Watch a whole new fan base turn on him for being disappointing and disappearing in the playoffs. And then maybe they'll actually go to the playoffs like Vegas did and it'll be, like, a really good run for him or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to go anywhere, he probably wants to go to a contending team. But he's sure. a stupid Canadian and Honestly, probably after, go back to the Leafs. After the Knights, I just I just assume that the Kraken are going to do better than expected. Well, let's talk about the division. So, like, the Coyotes are leaving, which is also funny that the Sharks got the Coyotes goalie. The Coyotes are going to the Central Division. Oh. So they're going to have to fucking... I don't think I knew that. We talked about it. Okay. So that's fine. I don't um, remember. Um, don't have to call me out on podcast talk, Throb. You you didn't have to say I don't remember that either. I said I didn't. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so the Coyotes are going to the Central Division. They're going to have to be terrible over there, um, which will be, you know, real different for them to struggle and be at the bottom of the division. <laughs> I don't know if they can right. handle that. And then, uh, and then the Kraken are the new team getting inserted into the Pacific. Mm-hmm. And the Sharks are publicly pretending that they're going to be competitive next season with this same seemingly group of players. And they're just a third-line center away from from getting there. They've also, like, that's what they publicly said. Mm -hmm. L.A. Friedman reported that um, the Sharks are dealing with anybody to move their logjam contracts Mm -hmm. you know like they'll give up they'll sweeten the deal they'll offer things like anybody want any of this bullshit i'm selling like right that's great that's what i want to hear but they're fucking lying to their fans Mm -hmm. and saying like we need a better goalie well yeah Mm -hmm. maybe maybe aiden hill like chris dreger would have been like holy shit right but you know uh a hedged bet in a goalie and then gonna go get a third line center the fuck that is and then we're gonna be a playoff team right two right-handed shot defensemen who don't play defense hooray yeah no because like who's gonna be on top of the division in the pacific who do you think um i mean 
Vegas is still just a really competitive team. They're loaded. Um, and they don't have to lose a player. Right. Isn't that fun? <clears throat> That's bullshit. I mean, like, I understand why that was written in, but after how well they've done, it's like, they're they're not special anymore. Yeah. Like, they, they can be like everybody else. Oh, um, man. The Kraken for the logo battle is going to be fun. Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. So Vegas... Vegas is probably going to be first, right? Or up I think there. So. Vegas is going to be a playoff is, team. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Edmonton? I they was gonna got say, they've old been, Duncan Keith. Yeah, but they've been better. They've been going to the playoffs. Connor McDavid gets 100 points every <clears> year, no matter what. Yeah. So, like, him and Dreisaitl are going to score. They still have really lousy defense, but maybe Ethan Bear improves and... Keith is somehow a good influence. I don't see it. But I think Edmonton could be a playoff team. Yeah, I think that, I mean, based on the teams that are in the Pacific Division, uh-huh. it's like there, Let's the say Knights. there's four. I mean, because you can have wild cards. So yeah. there, there are two teams from either, you know, the Central or the Pacific that are going to squeak in. But there's a three, top three teams go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Top three teams in the Pacific are going to be Vegas, maybe the Oilers. Yeah. Who's who's the other team? Maybe the Kraken, if they're good? If they're good, but otherwise it's like the Canucks, the Flames. The, Flames are going to suck. Like, all, like, you know, the Kings are maybe have been rebuilding and might make a comeback this year. I think the Kings are going to be either the third team or the bubble team. I think they're going to be good because I think they're going to load up. They got Arvidsson. I think we don't know what's going to happen with, like, the Jack Eichel trade scenario. Sure. But the Kings are one of those teams. And if they don't get Eichel, maybe they go get Reinhardt or some other big fucking name. And they take a step forward this year because they've been going on these little mini runs. Yeah. And I think it's probably time that they sustain one and their prospects get a little better and start playing. and, And they're going to get real stupid good here. Probably this year. I think yeah, they're I mean, the bubble team, and I think they'll be better than the Sharks. So, like, looking at the other teams, like the Ducks, I don't think they're going to do anything Ducks special. Flames, I don't have any hope for. No. Oilers, we're saying, could be, you know, contenders. Kings might be on the rise. And then it's just Sharks, Canucks, Knights, and Kraken. So, Knights are the best in the division right now, yeah. I think. Yeah. Easily. I, I don't think... The Sharks are going to be better than the Kraken, Kings, and Canucks. I yeah. really don't. Right now, there's there's no way. No, no, just, no way. It really it depends just... on how the Kraken, what way the Kraken goes. But... So after the expansion draft mm-hmm. tomorrow, we'll know whether or not the Sharks yeah. are going to be a player. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, but yeah, so I guess if, if I have to pick four, I'd say Knights, Oilers... Canucks and Kings. And the Kraken miss out. Well, it's just such a wild card. We just don't know. Totally. But of the one, like, pre-Kraken, those are my four. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, you can't run this same roster out there and be like, we'll be better. (laughs) I I don't, I don't see how. Nothing's, nothing's, oh, Bob Bugner will have a training camp. What what do you fucking do? Yeah. You know, um... I, I, there's there's so many problems. Um, I think I really liked a lot of what the coaching staff did. It just didn't result in 
wins or increased scoring. So is it better then? Like, I don't think it's competitive. Sports is right. about results. And, and I, I just, I just, I just don't know. So, um, yeah, I, I can't get away from if next year's draft is supposed to be so stupid good, be bad. Be bad for one more season. And then get NHL-ready top-flight players next year when it's great, and then hopefully your draft picks from last season are ready. And Ozzy Weisblatt and Tristan Robbins and Brandon Coe and um, I can't remember the guy they have who's on the stacked Michigan team. Um, it might be Robbins. I don't know. Bordelow. Um Maybe some of those guys are ready to play. Maybe Chemilevsky, God forbid, is finally ready to play in the NHL. Right. You know, maybe some of these prospects <clears throat> will finally be there and you could put something together that would actually be exciting. Um, but that's not going to be this next season. Right. So why bother? Stupid. So you had asked me earlier mm-hmm. if there were any players who were exposed that were exciting for the Sharks specifically. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to find it right now, but isn't Goodrow unprotected? <laughs> yeah, but he's going to be a free agent, and uh, okay. he's allegedly got a deal with New York. Ah, uh, damn. That would be fun. There was another shark, like former Sharks player that we... Aaron Dell. <laughs> no, no, no. There was somebody good that oh. you were excited oh. about. Um, I can't remember who it was. I'm going to go through, and I'm going to find it, but... Okay. Well, I am excited about Yanni Gord mm-hmm. or Tyler Johnson. Um, okay. Two centers out of Tampa Bay, which are on reasonable deals at like about five million. Yanni Gord was Tampa Bay's third line center, and he was—I mean, he's a good player. Um, I, I I think Yanni Gord's just a, a really solid center. Um, Tyler Johnson played their fourth line center role, but I, I think he'd also be a good center for them mm-hmm. as a depth piece. Um, both make a lot, but. I, I like those players. They also played on a stacked-as-fuck Tampa team, but part of why Tampa won the back-to-back cups was the depth and the uh, sort of... The additions of Goodrow and Maroon were a big deal for them. Right. Um, so that really helped them find an identity and be really adaptable with how to win and not just only win by kind of high-flying domination possession game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch Tampa Bay that much, but um, I accept that narrative. So if the guys who were centering those lines, which made such a difference, are available, holy shit, go go trade for one of those guys. It was Chris Tierney. Oh, Chris Tierney's available. Yeah. Fuck me. Bring him back. That's yeah. Who, that's who we were talking about. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be really great. I would love that. I liked Chris Tierney a lot. Mm-hmm. I did too. He's a he was a good third line center. He really solidified that role. And then um, for some reason, DeBoer never put him on the power play. Um, but like, yeah, he could play up the lineup. And I I like Chris Tierney. That yeah, would so be fun. Chris Tierney is available. I'm just gonna double check. Do you know his contract offhand? No, I don't. Because we don't know if he's in free agency or not. But... Yeah, he's. I mean, he's. On the Senators, but I don't remember what his contract was when he was traded. Anyway, we saw his name and we were like, whoa, Chris Tierney, take that guy. Yeah. But. 
Yeah, Ottawa hasn't been uber successful with re-signing their mm. players. Mm. Inside joke. But, um, <laughs> but uh, they... I mean, if I, if I were cracking, I'd fucking take him. Right. I, I think Chris Tierney's a solid, solid depth piece for sure, at the very least. I, I, I think he's a good player. I would love for the Sharks to get it back. Was Ryan Carpenter exposed? Do you remember? I think he was. So the Sharks need to take Ryan Carpenter and then wave him again and send him to Vegas. Like, that whole saga was so fucking <laughs> stupid. The last expansion draft, the Sharks protected Ryan Carpenter the same way they're protecting uh, Dolan this year. Or Dolan, Jonathan Dolan. And then... They fucking waved him. And Carpenter was, like, the best player on the Barracuda. Mm -hmm. Like, he was their top performer. He was NH... It was time for him to go take the next step going to the NHL. And I think he's a right-handed shot center. Like, he's a he's a established AHL player, right? And then they wave him, and Vegas claims him anyway. Yeah, that was... So that's... pathetic and embarrassing. And then he, like, he keeps bouncing around. Like, Vegas ended up trading him, because Vegas trades everyone. Yeah, what team's he on now? Chicago, I think. Um, and he's been there, like, fourth Yeah, Ryan center. Carpenter, he's available. Fucking bring him all back. Bring him all back. Chris Tierney, Ryan Carpenter, let's do this. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's who you're excited for? Eh, it'd be funny. But it would just be funny... For, like, expansion draft bullshittery mm -hmm. to get Ryan Carpenter back. He's also signed for 21-22. What's his term? Like, how much? So, $1 million for Ryan Carpenter. Mm -hmm. He's probably not going to put up a shitload of points. I don't fucking know. But, like, would have been nice to have a player like this. Right. I it, They just keep passing on these previous prospects. And I get that they're not, like, amazing. But, I mean, in Chris Tierney's case, he was traded. He's a right-handed shot center. Yeah. Fucking bring him back. Mm-hmm. So bring back Chris Tierney, Danny O'Regan, Ryan Carpenter. Boom. Fourth line solved. Playoff team. <laughs> yeah, no problems. <laughs> uh, any any players you think are, are interesting for the Sharks for the expansion draft? Assuming they could tr make a trade with Seattle, who is now a divisional rival. Um, nothing that jumped out to me, really. Is it just too hard for the Sharks, who are going to be playing in the same division, to make a trade? Like, if the Sharks... What, through Seattle? Yeah. Like, that Possibly. cost is higher for them yeah. than an East Coast team. So I think it's not realistic to expect the Sharks to be able to get, um, I mean, they did just trade with Arizona, but Arizona's a central team, so, mm -hmm. like, it, yeah, they're going to be, yeah. An Eastern Conference team is going to have an easier time doing those deals. I think with Seattle, if what you give up turns out to be something good, that's going to sting. Yeah. Um, the same way that, like, the whole Suzuki to um Montreal for Pacioretty deal like really crush I mean it, Suzuki and was was an amazing performer for Montreal in the playoffs and Pacioretty 
and the Knights fucking lost to Montreal. So if you do that, but it's in your own division, mm-hmm. that's going to hurt. Yeah. No, um, that's... Yeah, it might just be harder for them to swing a deal. And I don't know... Because anybody who's going to be good for the Sharks right now is probably also going to be good for the Kraken. So what motivation do they have? It would be like trading them to the Knights almost. Yeah. Like they're not rivals yet, but... Yet, yeah. I don't think the Sharks have it in them to like go toe-to-toe with another expansion team. (laughs) They were the bane of the Knights. Like, I don't think that's going to come to fruition. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... But Seattle might... I We'll see what their philosophy is going to be. Are they going to try and be good and take, like, Mark Giordano and some exciting players? Or are they going to take young players? Right. What do you think, Strange Work? Go young or go with names? I think you do a combination. You can't go one way or the other. Like, really. No! You must only choose one. <laughs> no, I, I, I think a healthy balance is uh, the key to success. A balanced squid is a healthy squid. Yeah. Only. You want some experienced older players that maybe aren't at the peak of their game, but they're like good, solid players that you can take. And then have like some younger birds. ones for them to like prune. <laughs> prune? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to cut off all their little extra leaves and only mm. have the best parts grow. All right. Um, little plants. Yeah. Um, for the upcoming draft, mm-hmm. do you think the Sharks are going to make any trades at the draft to try and acquire future picks? Or do you think it's going to be fairly quiet? They'll just pick their players and maybe move around some draft slots. Or do you think, like, post-expansion draft, that's when the big stuff for the Sharks is going to happen? What are you anticipating or expecting? Yeah, I guess I'm expecting post-expansion draft is when we're going to see movement really happening. I was surprised they got a goalie. I'm surprised they did that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think, like you said, it's because the Coyotes were... had to either protect them or trade them, so... Yeah. And it makes sense for the Sharks to protect Aiden Hill and expose Jones because the Kraken's probably not going to take Jones anyway. No. No, yeah, that's not even... There's uh, so many good goalies that are available right now. There's Carey fucking Price. There's no reason... There, like, Carey Price is available and the Kraken will take Jones. Like, lol. But even even if they don't take Carey Price, like, there's a lot of really... Reger and Just, like, solid goalies that are way better than Jones. So, Mm -hmm. there's no reason. Yeah. A lot of teams are exposing, like, three of their goalies. Just yeah. like, here you go, take them, fuck them, whatever. Yeah. Like, Sharks don't even have three goalies. Right? They beat that game. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that, that trade made sense for the Coyotes because they couldn't protect him, potentially, and they're, you know, leaving the division, and Sharks gave him a second. So it yeah. all worked out, and the Kraken doesn't get him. So. Yeah. I, so I think right after the expansion draft, maybe pre, pre-other draft. Well, they're a day apart. Yeah. But you can trade at the draft. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that's the whole. We might see some movement there, but I don't know. Maybe the Sharks will play the late game. What do you think? Hmm. I think 
if they can make a deal, they're going to... If they can make a deal to move, like, I don't know, a big contract. Let's say Evander Kane is a problem. Let's say, like, the Sharks, as a team, know that he has to go. He's your best player, but everyone hates him, and it's a real issue. Then that trade should happen at the draft because there's kind of a market there. Um, The Sharks have a couple fifth-round picks in kind of an uncertain draft, so maybe they package those picks to and a player to get something else or whatever. Or mm-hmm. you just, you trade like Kane and two fifths for next year's second or something. Make kind of a lousy deal to get Kane out of there mm-hmm. um, and get some sort of draft asset. If there's teams that like the picks you're currently holding. Right. You know, like that's what makes sense to me. If they don't, if there's no trades, like it's going to be the draft or nothing. Like the the entry draft is the the way I see it, kind of the only opportunity for the Sharks to actually try to move one of their big contracts. And I'm just targeting Kane because he's the hot button right sure. now. Um, but you know, uh, it's either there or nothing because the Sharks are not going to get any free agents like mm-hmm. top end free agents to come sign to the with team. them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was exciting when Eric Carlson showed up, it was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. We're doing this. Um, like this is a destination. Welcome to a playoff team. You go from a garbage team to a playoff team and, uh-huh. and turn it into a garbage team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there's not, I, like the Sharks aren't going to go get Jack Eichel or Sam Reinhardt. I, I want them to be in those conversations, but it has to be through a trade. Yeah. And I don't think they have the assets to do it. So three agents. Free agents aren't going to want to go there. It's like even on their protected list, it's like... Pretty weak. Yeah. I... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's fucking sad. bleak right yeah, now, man. It's sad. So that's why I want big moves, but if they're going to happen, they're going to happen at the entry draft. Mm-hmm. So I will say for the sake of stupidity, um, I will say Vander King gets traded at the entry draft. I see. Yeah. And the Kraken make the playoffs. And I don't have any other dumb dumb predictions but <laughs> yeah you got anything i thought we were gonna bet on who the sharks take from the um from the cricket the rookie draft oh 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 yeah Ooh yeah but of course then it's kind of like our usual game of like either you or i win or we both lose yeah i like, like, that. <laughs> I like that okay so um but i know you had your hog throb hot takes or your yeah hot throbs how throb yeah, so so we can run down this, this list real quick. Yeah. Um, so um, basically for the top the top 10-ish, let's say top 12 of uh, Bob McKenzie's uh, final rankings, I have feelings about uh, some of these picks for the, who the Sharks can get at seven. Obviously, like, 
if Owen Power, who is going to be the number one overall pick, is available at seven, he he will not be. That would be extremely satisfying. There's a zero percent chance of that happening, but I would be ultra throb from that <laughs> happening. If Matthew Beniers is available at number so seven. So are we doing like a one to five throb, one to ten throb? I was just doing the the terms of the throb. I see. So, so like there's like ultra no throb, throb, meh throb, or variations in between. I see. I just with, want to get a really good gauge of, with, of, of the throb. Oh, you'll you'll get it. You'll oh, feel I it. I want to know the girth of the throb. <laughs> okay, so so read me the the... Let's go top top ten or top twelve. Number one. Owen Power. Zero percent chance he's available at seven, but I would be ultra throb. I think Owen Power next to Eric Carlson or Owen Power Brent Burns is really exciting. I think that would be really cool. I don't know that he'd be a great fit for the team, mm-hmm. but because um, if he wants to develop the offensive side of his game and he has to just cover for those guys pinching all the time, I don't know if that works out. But it worked with Ferraro, but that would be great. But there's no way in hell. He's, he's going first overall. Ultra throb. Uh, is it even worth going through the top ones? Because we know they're not going to be at seven. Well? Matt Beneers. Zero percent chance. Also, well, actually, no. I guess maybe like 20% chance. But uh, I would be ultra throb with Matthew Beneers because he's probably NHL ready. He could mm-hmm. come in and be the Sharks' third line center. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. But I think he wants to actually go back to Michigan. So hmm. maybe I should downgrade. That's a yeah. I'll, I'll give it a. I'll give it a hype throb. Okay. But not an ultra throb. Simon Edvinson. This is a. This is a. Throbless. Like ah, there is. I do no I, throb. I do not care about Simon Edvinson. All right. There's there's a like maybe seventy percent chance he's available mm-hmm. for the Sharks. Um, at at number seven. Fourth spot's tied between Eklund and McTavish. So who's first? Eklund. Unithrob. Oh. Oh my God! I want Eklund so fucking bad. <laughs> like it would be. I would get. The, it would be throb. It would be the horn throbbing in a spirally magical wonder rainbow of Swedish offense. All right. If if Eklund's there. He's a left winger though. I don't care (laughs) he's speedy he can make passes and receive passes in transition Mm -hmm. and do creative things in the neutral zone on the rush that is exactly what the sharks need is someone who's really good at getting open and doing creative things in transition through the neutral zone right he can also score and make plays i think he could keep up with eric carlson 50 50 on him being available that's the shitty part he was like gonna be in that mm-hmm. range, but People according to this ranking, yeah, like his his momentum, his yeah, it's rough. Like it's he might get taken third by the Ducks, which would blow. Mason McTavish, good throb, good solid, gets the job done. Everyone leaves satisfied. Throb for Mason McTavish, cool name. Which, yeah, that part's cool. He's a center, something mm-hmm. the Sharks need. Six one. Good player, um, but not ultra throb. But, but good throb. I'd be I'd be perfectly happy with that. So six is Dylan Gunther. Yeah, Dylan Gunther is a 
Man, I don't have like a... I'll do a double plus good throb. Ah. <laughs> I think Dylan Gunther might be a steal for the Sharks at, mm-hmm. at that pick. If he falls, it's again 50-50 that he's going to be there. Right. He was projected second overall in the midseason rankings. He hasn't played since. Right. Nothing's changed for him, but he's just falling because he's recency bias of other players right. playing ahead of him. But he hasn't changed, so that might be a really good pick hmm. as a goal-scoring winger. Um, he was the guy that you saw the interview of, and you were like, you are coached, child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think his best strength is his hockey sense. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, seven is Brant Clark. This is a flaccid throb. I want nothing to do with Brant Clark. He mm. is a right-handed shot defenseman who I was like, oh, I'd be okay with it, because I thought he was a lefty. He doesn't make any fucking sense. He's got a weird skating style. He's kind of creative playmaking-wise, but, like, I I don't want the Sharks to get Brant Clark. He doesn't make sense. He's another Ryan Merkley type of player. I don't even think he's going to be the best defenseman out of this draft class by a long Mm -hmm. shot. Luke Hughes is eight. Ultra throb. I, with Brant Clark, by the way, it's like, 50-50 50-50 that he's going to be there, maybe 70%. Sure. Luke Hughes, I would be, I'd say 20% chance he's going to be available, but I really like Luke Hughes. He's 17 years old, mm-hmm. and he's projected this high. He's a left-handed shot, sort of two-way defender. Right. Could be, like, the type of player I'd love to pair with Carlson. Could be really interesting. Could be another, like, Mario Ferraro-type player. Um and he's a Hughes brother, so they trade mm. him to either Vancouver or New Jersey for something real good. I don't <laughs> <fucking> know. <laughs> Unite the brothers. Right. This is a great name. Number 10 is Chaz Lucius. Isn't that, it is good. I, good throb. I, I don't really... Centerman. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know much about Chaz Lucius. I don't really care much about Chaz Lucius. Probably 70% chance he's available at that pick, but not someone I rank really highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11 is Cole Sillinger. Meth, Rob. Don't even care. Probably going to be available, but I, I don't care about Cole Sillinger. 12 is Jesper Walstead. Ultra Throb. Yeah? The goalie. Have you finally come around? I have. My top... Two of who's actually going to be there. And I'd say there's like a 70% chance he's available. Yeah. The only thing would be Detroit could pick him. Mm -hmm. But like this child played in the top Swedish league where they play a really good like defensive like North American style. Mm -hmm. And he put up crazy good numbers. Like he, he was like above league average. This is going to be a very good goalie. At the worst, he'll be a starter. Right. Like, high floor, high ceiling, fucking Jesper Walstead would be... That'd be a fun pick. I'm going to go to 13 just because I've heard this name tossed around a lot, and it's Matthew Coronado. Oh. Methrob. Don't know much about him. Mm. Other one I'd be excited for, and I he's ways down. So it'd be a reach, and the shark should actually trade back if he's available. Mm-hmm. But who knows who's picking where? Right. Fabian Lassell. 
Oh, he's actually 14 on here. Oh, okay. Perfect. I would be ultra throb for Fabian Lasselle because mm-hmm. he is like Diet Eklund. Okay. I think he'd be really cool. And there's a 90% chance he's going to be available. So, that said, what are we wagering for? We're going to bet on who we think the Sharks will actually draft. Who they'll actually walk away with. Shit. Um, we wagered like a bottle of booze last time. This is a tough one because this draft year is like crazy. No one knows. Yeah. Like, even in his race, he's like, yeah, from picks two to six... I have no idea who where they're going. Yeah. <laughs> like one, we've got down past that. I have no idea. And depending on how those shake out, that determines who's going next. Like yeah. the top ten, it's 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 wild. Everyone agrees on that group of players, maybe, but like what order? Yeah, it's crazy. So a good thing to bet on because it's yeah. Bananas. I mean, well, probably neither of us will win. Yeah. The Sharks will probably just take, like, fucking Xavier Burgo. (laughs) Chaz Lucius is a good name. Um, I don't think Luke Hughes will get past the Devils. I think they'll take him. What are we wagering? That was the question. Oh, what are we wagering? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, If I win, you've got to get me... Some Don Julio. Ooh, Don Julio. Yeah. Like, Reposado, ultra mm-hmm. nice, overpriced Don Julio. Yeah. Because Suerte is just as good and costs half as much. But Don right. Julio. Yeah. What okay. do you want if you win? I mean, typically I'd say Japanese whiskey, but it's so much more expensive than, uh, like, a, well, I guess it's not that much more than a Don Julio. Eh. You want a Japanese whiskey? I do. Yeah. Okay. I want a new, a new Japanese whiskey that we haven't tried yet. If we both win, which we can't. Yeah. Uh, we take shots and podcast naked. Hey! If we both <laughs> lose, which is what's Most going, to happen, going to happen, yeah. Um, then we podcast naked now. No, 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 here we go. <laughs> if we both lose, we still have to buy the bottles, mm. but the other person is the only one who drinks them. So Ooh. I get you buy me Japanese whiskey, and I buy you Don Julio. But that's most likely going to happen. You realize this. Yeah, but I like Japanese whiskey or Don Julio. <laughs> so this works out. So it works out for you, yeah. I mean, I don't mind Don Julio. It's not my favorite. Just agree to something. <laughs> you incredulous <laughs> wench. <laughs> you just, I mean, the most likely outcome. Okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll do switchies. Handshake sounds. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, that was actually just our two penises slamming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we do that every podcast now. Um, okay. So, who do you bet the Sharks are going to take with their seventh... Was it seventh pick? Seventh. Seventh overall. Yeah, I don't care about... Oh, no, I thought you meant pick 153. Ah. Um, fuck. With the seventh overall pick... Sharks are going to take. Do you want to look at the list again? Sure, but I. I'll I'll start it. I I'm just gonna stick to my yeah. guns and say they're gonna take Jesper Wallstead. Ooh, I like it. That's my bet. I like that a lot. I've been advocating for it. I think that they're seeing the need for the goalie, and I think that. 
from everything I've read, he's been like the most promising goalie draft that's pretty much come across. And so any team that gets him is going to have a real benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that that would be a really good pick for them. I think I don't even did we even talk about this guy? Did we skip him? Who? Kent Johnson. No, what number is he? Nine. You skipped him. Oops. Um, I will say the Sharks will take Kent Johnson. And that's only because I wonder if he and Bordalo play on the same line. Mm. So maybe they think, hey, we can build a line from college to the AHL to the NHL. Mm-hmm. We don't need brothers. We don't need bloodlines. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to take Eklund, though. Like, But I, I'm not going to bet on it. Right. But, like... You don't think he'll be available, probably? I think he's going to get taken. I think that sucks. If if he gets taken, like, I'm happy to lose. Like, I'll buy you two bottles. I don't yeah. know. Like, um, but, yeah. I... Chaz Lucius is also a cool name. Like, that's is, Yeah, you can go the name Mason game. McTavish. You only get one. What position is Ken Johnson? Well, it says he's a center. But he's probably more of a winger. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll stick with it. I'll commit. I'll say Ken Johnson. All right, Ken Johnson versus Jesper Wallstedt. Mm -hmm. You heard it here. Um, Muppets dropping mitts. Yeah. Bottle of booze is wagered. And uh, we'll find out tomorrow. No, day after. Day after tomorrow. Tomorrow is the expansion draft, and we'll get to know what the Kraken are up to. Um, But, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of breakfast food up in Washington. Kraken eggs to make an omelette. I don't know what it means. It's so stupid. Yeah, but there's going to be a shitload of sharks things to cover. For this week, which is bananas, we also um, have a bunch of other ideas for podcasts, so we'll try and just keep those. Yeah, there's rolling a lot out of other stuff going out, but all of this is the this is the hype right now. Oh, so. it's crazy! Yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be hype throbbing it. Um, follow us on Twitter at mdroppinmitts and on Instagram at muppetsdroppinmitts. 